I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 16, 2016. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Mason Cox Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who this week received disturbing tweets from his mum. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Adam, you've had a tough week. You've had a tough, tough week. It, oh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate you being supportive. I mean, you didn't have to you know, retweet them all, but... Um... <laughs> So some of the things that mum said were pretty disturbing. She said I was a terrible podcaster, not funny, Yeah, uh, uh-huh. was really bad at sex, said I had a tiny penis. Wait, um, wait, 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 why, why are you fucking your mum? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that many of you mates haven't, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we were a very close-knit unit, our family, okay. and now very tight. we're just very, very tight. Absolutely. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of incest. And now that's all over. And I'm, I, I mean, I, the only thing keeps you going is this podcast. It's just yeah. you as my mate. And, you know, we just, we, you know what? We get around each other, Michael. That's what we do. When shit like this yeah. goes down, we don't, we don't leave yeah. our mates hanging. We get around them and then we mock them heavily for it. Yeah, sure, sure. Anyone who shows emotion, you got to let them know. That's fucking soft. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dude, I wish I was in, um, wish I was in Melbourne. But I'm uh, I'm over on stateside still, um, so I can't I, know, I can't I give you a big hug, you know. Chuck oh. the Gatorade over your face. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you know, it. Like like mates do, um, you know. I'm, where I am now, I'm 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 fucking I'm in fucking Boston. I'm gonna yeah, have a fucking f- I'm gonna have a fucking beer, and then I'm gonna watch The Departed. And f- I'm gonna fucking Harvard, you, <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. Uh, what are you one of these fitness fanatics? I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna have a fucking chowder. <laughs> oh, a it's, fucking, it's good. Have a fucking lobster roll, you fuck. Hey, have a fucking beer, you fucking, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, have a big more potty mouth than me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got here today. So I've, um, yeah. I've left the uh, securities of New York. And I arrived in fucking Boston. I'm gonna go to fucking Fenway, Fenway Park. That's 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 very that's very good. Now, hang on, you left New York. Now, there was only one reason you're over there. Absolutely. And we had quite a few of our uh, listeners send yeah. some tweets through saying we did, yeah. That they knew where Joe was. It was called the Hole in the Wall. Yep. And Joe I know Watch. you love your holes in walls, <laughs> particularly in toilet cubicles. Did you find the great man, the greatest barista? In the history of Australian rules football. Well, so we had mail. So we had mail that he was at. Now I think we can confess, like, where where we got word that he was. So we got mail that he was going to be at um, uh, a a cafe owned by Hugh Jackman uh, called The Laughing Man. So there are two branches of Laughing Man in New York. And I didn't get get a chance to go to either of them, unfortunately. Um, Well, what fucking, what good are you? I know, I know, I know. I was flat chat. I was flat chat. New York time, man. Yep. It's busy. And um, 
But then I think the article that officially named Hole in the Wall, I was like, that's probably a stronger, a stronger yeah, okay. lead. And so uh, it was 425th Avenue and I went there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not sound fucking pathetic. But yep, yep. <laughs> no, come on, mate. Everyone, everyone's okay that you're pathetic. They expect that from you. I went there twice. <laughs> yep, yep. And I think it was um, a Saturday Sunday, and so yeah. and so it was kind of shut. And so I think it was more for kind of um, oh, like for I think the working it, yeah, business area. Yeah, yeah. So it was more like an office building, and you needed a pass to get in there. And so I did make two efforts to go there and try and okay. track down Job. And I actually, a friend said to me, what would you do if, if he's there? And I was like, I wonder, like, would I kind of ignore him? Are you meant to get a photo or are you meant to try and find oh, you his meant to get a photo. and rip it off his neck? And <laughs> but I was kind of wondering. Like, all, yeah, of, all of the above. All of the above. You're supposed to get in his face, remind him why he should be, you know, handing his brown low back. <laughs> do a syringe motion at him like Sam Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have gone with like a, maybe a lighthearted kind of, yeah, Stephen Dank. You know, that's my name. Or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, I'm AOD625 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did make an effort. So I didn't get to the Laughing Man, which we can now, I think we can now reveal. Um, but I think the mail was maybe better that he was at uh, the Hole in the Wall, which I think is also uh, owned by an Australian. Yeah, so, okay. Well, you know what's good to know? It's good to know that Hugh... Jackman is diversifying because you never know when that uh, burgeoning movie career is going to stumble. Like, yeah, you need that cafe money. To fall, yeah, something to fall back on. You know, there's, there's no more Wolverines. He goes, I fucking have always got the cafe in New uh, York. I've got the franchise. Yeah, I've got the yeah, franchise. Yeah, I've got the, the two set up in the franchise. So big tip to Hugh Jackman there. Now, in Hugh's defense, I think actually, um, I think they actually are a charity. So I think he doesn't make money out. I think it might be um, giving money to somewhere in Africa or something like that. So, yeah. Oh, fucking big man on campus now, is he? Fair call to Hugh. So he's pretty confident that now, uh, you know, now he's done, you know, 12 X-Men films that he's going to be uh, yep, yep. Pretty, pretty much okay in Hollywood for a while. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure the kids of Africa will be happy then. Yeah. It's win-win. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I did try and find Job and... Um, I suppose we can confirm that he's there. Like, I mean, um, there are a couple articles about where he might have been. Um, yeah. So, so we can confirm he's there. And so I encourage all Australians to get to, I think it was 420, 425th Avenue. Um, okay. And have a look. Yeah. Get back there and do finish off the job that you couldn't do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, kind of be my hero, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, Obviously, before we were talking about the Kieran Jack story, it, did that? Did it get much traction over in the states? I mean, it was huge news, Michael. Dude, I got to be honest. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, no one's yeah, okay. over here. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a huge NRL background for Boston and New York. Yeah, uh huh. Absolutely, and, um, they would so be all yeah, across yeah. his dad. And um, yeah, they love the idea that you know, like, <laughs> he grew up grew up a uh, an NRL kind of legend, and uh, he got yeah. up and played the kind of the the alternative game, and so. I gotta say, I was walking down the street, just shouting out, "I'm gonna have a fucking beer out of the fucking cheers bar," <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people would pull me up when they'd say, "Hey, you're from Australia? Tell me about Kieran Jack. I want to know all yeah. about it." Tweets, the texts, yeah. what's going on with the girlfriend? Why are they so angry? Two hundredth game, mum and dad. Because up he there. said, he said she, 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 he defended her. He said she's not just a model. 
which was fantastic. Yeah, she's, she's an artist and DJ as well. Yeah, exactly. And also loves a loves a flight. Um, no, good on her. New York good Police Department. Good on her. I, I feel really bad, actually. I, I, I hate these kind of family kind of breakups and when they become public and, you know, and for, for a mum to be tweeting at you, like, it's just like, come on, dudes. Like, get it together. Like, yeah. family breakups is just sad. How would your mum go on Twitter, do you reckon? Um, look, she's got a Gmail and she's pretty okay. handy with that. But I think, yeah, yeah so. I tried to explain the concept of Uber to her a bit ago. And she, oh, yeah. she kind of got her head around it. Um, so she's not, she's not totally defunct in um, internet, but she will yeah, okay. do what the um, people of a certain age like to do and do a lot of forwarding of um, kind of viral jokes. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of that going I, on. I, I get a bit of that too. Yeah. No, my mum my my is just not into Twitter, but she's all over Pokemon Go. So oh, she really? has just, yeah, oh, yeah, she's been getting around town. Actually, I was just watching her on Periscope earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I, do, I'm not, um, I refuse uh, to subscribe to that anymore since we've had the falling out. I wrote down a note. So I walked through the uh, the park in Boston and fucking yeah. Boston. And um, I walked through a, um, a playground. And, and oh, not again. Don't make mate. a joke. <laughs> Come on, mate. You've been told about this. Look, that's before the courts. But, um, yeah. fuck, dude. Spongy floor. Cooney. Really? Oh, dude. Cooney needs to come over here when he finishes his career at Essendon. Um, come yeah. over and play. Like, I'm sure there'd be, like, a local Boston team. But well, um, New England Patriots, perhaps? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Oh, well, no. Like, the, um, the, the AFL oh. league. They'd have an AFL team. Um, yeah, okay. Come and, on. And, uh, Cooney, get over here, mate. Spongy floor. You'd love it. I mean, as long as you hang around in like a kind of like 10 by 10 metre area in a children's playground, but you'd be fine. No, you could, he'd, he'd be willing to do that to prolong his career. I yeah. mean, he's not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I actually got talking to a mate in New York who, um, because um, I've travelled, and he um, uh, played for the New York Magpies up until last year. Like, so he was like at 37 when he played, and he, um, yeah, so it was great. So it was really, really great. How many teams are in the league? That's a good question. It's pretty big, but I think I've got a feeling they actually travel too. So I've got a feeling like, you know, if you're in New York, there aren't like, you know, eight teams in New York. Like you've got to go yeah. and um, you've got to, you know, travel up to Washington or whatever to play on the weekend. So I think yeah, there's okay. actually a bit of hiking going around. Yeah. Not like my London, my London, my London uh, Barful days back in 98, yeah. mate. Wimbledon Hawks, Premiers. No, I could, I could imagine. Or, or the, you know, the Poodles. Of course, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, the Calais uh, croissants, yeah. Yeah, the, the world-famous teams over there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, dude, speaking of America, um, mm. Joe Biden is going to come to a game next week. And why wouldn't he? I mean, it's, uh, so he's the Vice President of the United States of America. I've heard a rumour, yeah. And uh, obviously you, you got in his ear and you said, get over there, see, see a wonderful game, and then yeah. you sent him to... Carlton West Coast at the MCG. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've caught a couple of Amtrak, and he's famous for um, going from Delaware to commuting to Washington on the train. Yep. Where he probably, you know, just kind of walks up and down the carriages, kind of, you know, just greasing a few palms, saying, you know, how are you? <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, he's going to go to um, Carlton and West Coast at the MCG. Now, I would have to think he would be the first vice president, and a president wouldn't have come to a game, but um, that's massive, I reckon. Absolutely massive. Are you going to go to that game? Uh, I may do. I, I think it's an early game, so yeah, I think I can. 
So I've got a gig on that afternoon, but I think I can get there. So I think it'd be great to, to get near Joe. I'm sure he's going to sit, you know, probably in the cheer squad, I'd imagine. <laughs> He'll probably run out with Captain Carlton. Like, we'll put on a big day. He'll yeah. be in the hovercraft. That's how he's going to enter the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the big question being, at half time, yeah. when Bongo Cam comes on, Oh, it's <laughs> got to go straight to Joey B. <laughs> oh, dude, if we can get the Vice President of the United States to be doing bongos on imaginary bongos at yeah, an early yeah. game against, uh, what, uh, 8th v 12th. Oh, lo- we're lower, mate. <laughs> Don't put us at 12th. Oh, I've been out of the country a long time, mate. But, dude, yeah, he's, about have, yeah. fly, he's about to fly in on, um, flying later this week. He's on a... Um, uh, he's going to go to an opening of a Peter McCallum Cancer Centre in Parkville, okay. and then he. Yep. Do you reckon he like? Does he buy a record? Like, well, well, won't he be in the president's lunch? He'll have a record there. Yeah, actually, free record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free record. Is have he, a couple um, of uh, you know heading out for you know, a mid strength of... or? Well, no. If you if you're in the president's lunch, you get a full strength. So it's uh, all taken care of. You get to listen to Matt LeBlanc talk uh, talk about the Blues. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. It's, I think it's massive. I only saw this like about an hour ago, and I think it's a, such a massive story. Do you think he um gets like that um kind of dreadlock kind of hat you can get? Oh, the, the, do you think you buy um, one of them? Yeah. Well, you have to. I mean, you got to. <laughs> if you're going to be there, you got to be a part of it. Yeah. But is is the room big enough to hold? Because Craig Willis MCs a lot of these events. Mm-hmm. With these two personalities in the same room, can it yeah. work? Yeah. Like yeah. I'd say Willis is bigger than Biden. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, I think if you put them next to each other, and I mean, obviously the voice of Bank of Melbourne is obviously yeah. much a much yeah. bigger deal than being United <laughs> States president, uh, vice president, or vice president. Yeah. yeah, he's not even president. Better, so you know, a heartbeat away from the uh, from the from the Oval Office. But um, yeah, I find it massive. So does it, does that mean Matt LeBlanc outranks him on the day? Uh, well, one he's the president, mate. He's one's the president. Mr. President, one's Mr. Vice President. Yeah, so exactly. If anything, now you've turned me around. I'm fucking. I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden rocking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had bigger people there. Yeah. I'm actually more interested in Craig Willis than um, but who's the um, if he does show up, show up to the uh, president's lunch, who's yep. the who's the poor poor bastard who's going to have to do like ten minutes of stand up, maybe, at that function? Yeah, I I haven't been asked as yet. I imagine the call's coming soon. Yeah, what do you? How do you work out your set to perform for the vice president of the United States? Yeah, what do you open with? You go with something local and he's just sitting there going, I don't understand what that means. Or do you yeah. try and, you know, play to him and just go, oh, the White House, what Jewelux colour chart did you get that off? And he goes, oh. I don't know what Jewelux is. And you're like, fuck. Hey, well, I went to Washington, Adam. I've tried oh, yeah. And um, yep, yep. the tour guide was telling us about how there was a certain president and it kind of became known as the White House because he would give a speech each week, I think it was. And he would say, from this White House. And so that's how I kind of got the name White House. Really? Not because yeah. of the fact it was white? No, at the time it was purple, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. No, okay, it was brown and gold. Yeah. Hey, congratulations to Brendan Favola. He got What's engaged. he done this time, mate? Oh, he got that engaged. is so nice. To who? Yeah. To his wife. <laughs> oh, that's isn't that beautiful? It's great to see those two getting back together. I mean, yeah. Why did they? Geez, they went hard with the divorce, didn't they? 
Yeah, yeah. So I think they were together for about nine years, and then last week he um got down on one knee and uh, popped the question again. So they have yep. been legally divorced for a while. Okay. Because um, he was obviously very busy um, taking photos of models in showers. Um, uh-huh. Well, and, and, we've, and all they, got, we've all got side projects, mate. By the way, they have their hands up saying, don't do that. And then, yeah, you, and yeah. then you, you, know, you know how you lose your phone and then it becomes yeah. this viral kind of picture that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. That, number of times. People, that people masturbate to on a daily basis. Yeah, I, yeah. I know the type of photos you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, him and Alex are uh, back together. That is fantastic. That is good for footy. You know who it's good for? It's good for the Echuca Pigeons. Uh, It's good for all the Albury teams he plays for. Oh, no, doesn't he play out east in Melbourne now? Oh, he did play for Pigeons for a while. Yeah. But I think think he kind of shows up like week by week. Kind of if you can match my quote, then I'll, I'll come and play. Yeah, right. I thought he. I thought he eventually got like a, a like Don Vale team, or one yeah, team. Cho- he had chosen a side. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so but anything could have, anything could have happened with Fev. Who knows? Yeah, look, I can't say I'm exactly an expert on a AFL player that has not played for five years, and I don't yep. know their week to week um uh, schedule in the uh, well, that's disappointing. Out of suburbs or country leagues. So yeah, even even though we know where Job is working, <laughs> we don't know what <laughs> we don't know what Fev's up to. <laughs> but I'm sure our listeners will let us know. Please yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, help us out. Well, I, I think. Do you think Jeffrey Edelson will be at the wedding? Or will it be too too much for him? He just goes, I can't, I can't see other people happy. I do. I've been devastated yeah. in love. He's in a dark room. Like he's just yeah. like lights off, kind of. Yeah. You know, getting a lounge from his mum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's heartbroken. I mean, how he can is. you how can you move on? How can you move on from perfection? Yeah, well that yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, not even a not even the brightest of yellow suits can bring <laughs> happiness to your day. Uh, he's probably looking at his cupboard. And like yeah. you know, working out what to wear for the day is like you know, orange, mauve, <laughs> <laughs> salmon. Yeah, none of these. None of these. Right. I'm none in of these are working. I'm in morning. <laughs> I'm in morning. I'll wear the dark pink because <laughs> that is sadness to me. That's funny, and it reminds me of Gabby in the nude. I can't wear that one either. Hey, can you um, take me through Clarko from last week? Because he came out and um, before the game and had a bit of a kind of... Was it a crack at Port? Or was it like a bit overblown? No, no, it was calculated, mate. You know Clarko, in with the mental games, getting into their heads, and he said that uh, the they, they, don't play, they don't play hard, tough footy for long enough. Really? Yeah, and he said they've taken it up to us, you know, in, in recent times, but they don't sustain it. And it kind of put... Put them under. You know what it did do? It put the acid test on them, Michael. Okay. Acid okay. test. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't. They failed the acid test. So maybe their pH levels were too low or something like that. Well, they did fall over in the end. It was about twenty-two points, I think. Um, yeah. But I clock. I made the point that I think it's three out of the last four port of one, and they have done yeah. it by um, getting away really it's quick, like that Richmond final. pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, kicking eight goals in the first quarter, and then you're playing catch-up football. But also, I found it really interesting that um, Clarko was saying, you know, Hawthorne hasn't been physical enough against Port. When you think about it, last year, uh, Clarko was probably the most physical person. <laughs> That's <on> right. Because <laughs> the dude was getting the selfie, going Clarko, and he's punched the dude in the throat. And so I think. And also, like too, like of... he knows he's going back to Adelaide, and he goes, "Nah, I'll just stir him up anyway." <laughs> but I think the conversation was more kind of like, you know, be a bit more like me. Like if someone, yeah, yeah. if you ever see a port player, you know, um, if he's you know p- pulling some foot candy, some hand candy, and he's got an iPhone yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a Samsung, trying to yeah. get a selfie at the same time. 
punchman punch throat, throat, mate. I think that's actually probably Clarko's one of his one of his kind of main life rules. Like, whenever anything is happening, yeah, punch them in Go the throat. throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's how you fix like um you know when yeah got an argument going on at home you're playing trivial pursuit yeah or you know someone's arguing about an answer it's just bang mm. straight to the throat. Your kid won't game clean. over. Your kid won't clean that clean their room. Yeah, Clarko. Oh. Throat. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was not a bad game actually. Like uh, Hawthorne did pretty well, but I don't think Bruce McAvaney should be allowed to uh, commentate Hawthorne games anymore. Like oh, it's quite okay. clear that he's deeply, deeply in love with Cyril Rioli. Sure. When Cyril went to take a hanger, and it was a, a great, great attempt at a mark, it didn't mark it. And now is that the one he he kind of grabbed for a half a second, then it fell out, and the umpire paid it, and then said, "Actually, no, it bounced." Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the carry on. Oh, from... personally cried. He was. I know. Yeah. It was like he ripped his number thirty three jumper off. <laughs> he was so upset. It was like, mate, just fucking get on with it. Yeah, it's not a mark, mate. It touched the yeah. ground. That means it's not a mark. The laws of the game. Well, technically, so it's not a mark. Uh, technically, you know, if wanna if you wanna be all technical about it, yes, yeah. it hit the ground and it's not a mark. But sure, come on. Although for the theatre, yeah. theatre, Michael, theatre. Well, to be fair, actually, I mean, you could have a bit of that kind of, um, uh, you know, give it, kind of give it. I mean, you could that famous um, Ablett mark from years ago. Yes. Like, oh, gee, did he control that? He like, didn't really control, it, but but still fell out of his hands and bounced off the ground. Like it just wasn't a mark. Shut up, pay it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not paying effort here, he mate. We're not ca- paying effort. We're paying marks. <laughs> he, ne- he needs a new car. He needs a new car. He's yeah, had a tough no. week. Uh, poor guy. But uh, you know the other thing that uh, that really disturbed me the most about Thursday night's game is that Bruce McAvaney used the phrase chaos ball on several occasions, which means really? it's cross networks now. It's, yeah, sure. It's into the vernacular of the, the yeah, commentator, yeah. and that's that's devastating. Oh, dude, as soon, I don't want that. As soon as my nephew says it, then it's then, then we know it's out there. It's yeah. all over. I think I think the match review panel. Okay, go with me on this. The match review panel should be able to suspend commentators. I like it. I so like if it. they deem if they deem that you're like uh, hys- hysterical, right? That's high ranking. Loud. That's higher. And fucking annoying. It's two weeks. Two weeks down to one with a guilty yep. plea. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, would and so they can go through each each game and just go, nah, mate, you've gone too far. Now, would our game be one of the few games in the world that actually has a chaos ball? Like, I suppose rugby and maybe NFL football. But I don't. No, NFL, you probably wouldn't, just because you don't really want to just. You don't kind of hope it and hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe rugby union would, where you just kick it and you put it up high, and you know you want someone to sit under it so everyone can run up to it. But that's not that's more calculated than chaos. Yeah, like I've never heard you know commentary and you know watching Euro. Um, yeah, I've um, never a chaos ball in soccer. I never heard someone say, you know, Ronaldo is chasing after a chaos ball. You know, let's see how it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is it the mere shape of our ball that uh, adds up to chaos? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. But it's like very a interesting. Stephen Milne in the 2010 drawn grand final. Was uh, that a that's, chaos that's, ball? That's, was that well, the ultimate I, chaos ball? I think that would that would be the stereotypical chaos ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. kick forward, uh, forward pocket, fucking a minute to go in a grand final. Yeah. And then takes a fucking 90-degree turn 
and they're out of yeah, there. Yeah, that's a true definition of chaos, isn't it? Yeah, man. Dude, I watched. I actually watched that. That was on something that I watched the last five minutes of that game. Didn't was, you go to that Melbourne Symphony to that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. dude, Collingwood's um, defence in that final five minutes was quite remarkable. Like, it, quite incredible. Like, they actually don't get enough credit for that. Um, so, I'm, so I'm, hang on. I'm pumping up Collingwood right now to say that they, yeah, were incredible. Um, tell right. you who I'm not pumping You're up. You're obviously. <laughs> tell you who I'm not pumping up is Mick, Malt- Mick Malthouse, uh, who said that he will never coach again. And he seems to believe that that will be his choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because uh, he's been knocking back offers all year. <laughs> he said, no, Brisbane, I won't do it. You know, Alistair Clarkson, sign on for a bit more, mate. I- I'm not going to take over from you. Don't worry about that succession no. plan you're putting in place. Horse, you're safe in Sydney, mate. I don't want to move to Sydney. <laughs> GWS, you know, I-, I don't want to be on the – I don't want another mini dynasty. Uh, why I just haven't to- got it in me. Why do you want five in a row? Why, why bother? Yeah, that's a maximum dynasty. I'm a mini dynasty guy. Hmm. I'm a mini dynasty, but leaving before the mini dynasty happens, that didn't yes. actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Call me cliche. Yeah, he's but good I'm like that. Guy. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's talking about how he, he's enjoying life at the minute, you know, hanging out with Nanette. And uh, the kids and the grandkids. You know, actually, I've saw footage with him and the, with the um, grandkids. And um, it's actually yeah. quite sweet. Like, it's kind of a different side that you don't see of Mick Malthouse. Like, he, obviously, they have much love and affection for him. And uh, he has much love and affection for them. But you kind of don't really see that side of him, you know? If, he needs to open yeah. up. You know, he needs to, needs to show, show how, you know, how loving and caring he is. Yeah. I, uh... Nah, fuck him. <laughs> don't want to see it. <laughs> Oh, this is this is how this is how much he doesn't miss coaching. He says one morning I slept through the alarm and I had not known what it was like to sleep through for thirty years. Yeah. So what? Every fucking day, even in summer, you didn't you put an alarm on, did you? You old fuck. <laughs> yeah, sure. So when the when the the team are uh, all in Bali, fucking yeah. you know, getting shit faced and yeah. probably committing multitudes of crimes. Yeah. You were still getting up at you know six a six a.m. and going to the club because you go. I got to prepare. I got to prepare. Yeah. Says so I get he's, on he very just, w- He just he hates sleep now. Now he's just a fucking bum. Now he gets up at like eleven. He's got dreadlocks. If you haven't seen him of late, he's got dreadlocks. Oh, dude, I he saw just, him out the front of Senderlink. Like yeah, <laughs> on a, on, <laughs> he's doing it tough on a Thursday morning. He's like going out the front. He's yeah. wearing like a um a 1996 um Australian Olympic team tracksuit. Like it's full on, man. Like he's going backwards. I thought he was wearing Fubu. Oh, Fubu! Fuck, that's a reference. Yeah, he loves his Fubu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so he can get hey, down um, Smith Street so in, in Collingwood and just wander around with his Fubu on. So uh, Demo came out during the week, and um, he's uh, pretty confident. About the Tigers' uh, future. Well, I mean, why wouldn't he be, Michael? What What have you seen that <laughs> means that he shouldn't be? Over what the last, you... uh, over, well, over the last thirty-four years, do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, over that time. What have you seen that no one else that Dimmer hasn't? <laughs> yeah, he reckons he's bullish. He reckons they'll bounce back into finals contention next year, and yep. um, and I reckon he might be making that up. No, you've got to be bullish in this game, Michael. If you're not bullish, there's no point in carrying on. 
Yeah. Because the Tigers have got some they've got some good players ready to come into that side. There's um I mean Chris Yaron. Yeah. Um, yep. They got they could bring Ty Vickery back from the reserves at some point. They give that a crack, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um I mean he Troy said, Chaplin. He said the uh he said Richmond's list was the best he had seen in his time at Richmond right now. So yeah. right now yeah. it's the very right best. Now. Right the now best. it's the very best. And what are they? They're uh let's have a look. Uh, I tell well, you. Well it's what, just that like they're it's not... like twelve teams just happen to have gone past them. <laughs> yeah, they're not top. But it's the best. No. The it's best the best, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that everyone else so has they'll, uh, they'll, improved yeah. much more than they have. It's not his fault. Actually, but also point. Anthony Miles, a, a, a player for the for the. Ah, uh, oh, fuck, man. This is a good story. Anthony Miles, oh, uh, you know, Richmond player who's also bullish about their chances. He says yeah. that uh, that Richmond are um, they they they're capable of shaping the eight. Shaping the eight, which I find shaping fucking... the eight that. That's what your goal is. You know, when you, you get your end-of-season tattoo, it says, we shake oh, the eight. Dude, dude. I, I read that quote and I was like, you are fucking kidding me, aren't you? Actually, now I'm, now I'm looking at your actual article. Yeah. Did he actually say it? Oh. Well, could that be the headline? We can shape the eight. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, we can certainly shape finals. So no, that's he what said, he said. With the top yeah, eight so close, I think we can certainly shape the finals. But, but, so he's completely lost his mind. Oh, who, but who, who fucking... Um, who fucking, you know, walks off the ground in round 23 and was like, you know, oh, we beat the fifth team. It was like, oh, yeah, we shaped the eight. Like, let's get around the circle and fucking celebrate that we fucking shaped, shaped the eight. Like, <laughs> I, find it, I find it absolutely incredible. Like, you go, like, that's the only positive you can get out. I'm, no, we're going to shape. We're going to shape those games that we're not going to play in at the end of the year when we are, you know, recording. Like our job is to make sure that we play at the end of the year. Uh, Anthony Miles, I'm, I'm done with you, mate. I'm done with you. Shaping the eight. I'm furious. I'm ropeable. Ron Barassi, gonna sell a bunch of merch. Love him. Icon, yeah. legend. Oh, absolutely. Legend. Like that. That my favourite person to have laid the boots into on Fitzroy Street in St Kilda. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Was and I've, yeah, kicked yeah. A, I've kicked a lot of people down there. He's the most famous person I've ever sunk the boots into. God, it was fun. And and didn't he, wasn't he like the final guy to kind of, not light the flame, but like hand over the Commonwealth Games thing? Was that Ron Barassi? Or am I... Was he part of the Commonwealth Games? In, when it was in Melbourne in 06. Or maybe he kind of like, just kind of one of the main kind of dudes, kind of hold up the flame that's not really a flame, but I think has a message from the Queen in it or something like that. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's a big part of Melbourne culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I mean, obviously, we, we think Commonwealth Games 24, 24 hours a day. Like, that's all we think about. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and if you think Commonwealth, you think Ron Barassi. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all about Goldie 2018. 2018? Yeah, 2018. I mean, we're all ready for Gold yeah. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. But he's um, essentially selling all of his uh, premiership medals, um, one of his jumpers that he played in, and a Carlton cap, a premiership cap from 1906. Yeah. Well, it says, he says he's selling stuff dating back 135 years. Yeah. Which it doesn't so he has seem a, to be um, true. 
Oh, are you calling him a fucking liar? I mean, you take that back. You take that back right now. Are you daring to call Ron Bracey a liar? Mate, I'll be- Mate, I will beat him again with the post that Lee Matthews broke in half at Windy Hill in 1982, <laughs> which is part of his collection. <laughs> I will clock him over the head with that. Yeah, which he had at the pub. Yeah. Um, but... You know what I love? Because uh, there's a, an article on the Herald Sun website and uh, there's, a, there's his dad's wristwatch that he wore, I think, during World War Two. Yep, yep. And I, yep, just, yep. I just hope that that is exactly like the scene from Pulp Fiction and oh, if we okay. know how his dad got that back into the country okay. and through a POW camp. Well, I mean, I might have to kill the moment, but um, he, um, his dad passed away. Uh, hence, it's quite a moving story about a um, father and a son. So maybe we have a moment for Ron Barossi Senior. Do you think? That doesn't mean to say it hasn't been up someone's ass, Michael. <laughs> Don't you ever take that away from me. But actually, there's a great picture on the Herald Sun website. So he's uh, coach of North Melbourne, and he's wearing the full gear. So he's wearing the jumper, the shorts, and the, and the socks. And it, yeah. it, it reminded me of a time when the coach would get up and dress in the outfit of the players. Well, not outfit, but the yeah. uniform. And you don't get that anymore at all. Like, usually they're kind of... Like, if you went and watch training now, you'd think it was, like, just five dudes. Like, they might as well be having a smoko, like, in the middle of the ground. Like, they never yeah. seem to be kind of really kind of that interactive or paying that much attention. They're kind of just kind of standing around and a whole bunch of dudes are doing drills. But, like, I love the old days when, like, you know, Tommy Hafey would put on the Collingwood uniform and run yeah. around. It is a weird thing, isn't it? Hey, dude, I've got some pretty bad news before we wrap up. Um, I'm not sure if you're oh, mate, it's been for a, it. It's been a big week. I, I, don't know, a big I, week. I don't know if this is a way to end a podcast, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, actually, I feel I feel kind of bad bringing it up because I know, like, you've got, the, you know, the, the relationship with your mother and that's a big deal, obviously, yeah. and it's very sad. But I think, actually, this story might be sadder. Okay. The all right. All right. I'm bracing myself that you've had with your mum. Yep. Yeah. There's an exclusive from the Herald Sun, and I love the fact that they decide to think that it's an exclusive. But the, yep. the, the well, the first sentence is, and I, I just warn, I, I warn you, just like, I hope you're okay. I feel bad. Trigger warning. AFL clubs have been banned from firing t-shirts into the crowd at matches. I don't think I was ready for this. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I don't I didn't I didn't I didn't want to bring it up like but I I I did everything everything I could to soften the blow. But But why? It, why would they ban it? Because the Victoria police have said the air gun used to send T shirts into fans' hands is as dangerous as a machine gun or a bazooka. <laughs> oh well, that's fair enough. And I think you can. I mean, when say you <laughs> when you say it's the same as a bazooka. <laughs> oh, dude! I mean, I remember going to a servo years ago. Yeah, yeah. And a guy came in. A guy came in with a machine gun. Yeah. And <laughs> yep, yep. I was like, I am not frightened of that whatsoever. And then a few shifts later, yeah, I was working yeah. there, and a guy came in with yeah. a t-shirt cannon, and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here right now, because Mate, that is still, fucking dangerous. You've still got PTSD from that. You, you don't even wear t-shirts because of oh, that. 
Dude, it was full on, and it was it was a, it was a Cairns tie pants t shirt that they fired at me. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I don't no, want you that don't. fucking t shirt. You know what? That, I'll tell you. One. I mean, yeah, you know, so they, if they, you get they, on the internet, and you go the, to like the um, darker the darker points of the web. Special license if they want to use it, and the cops say we're not going to give you that license. You can see ISIS. So it's a e ISIS use t shirt cannons. So North Melbourne, they have a t shirt cannon that can fire ten rounds. So yep. it's like a little kind of like a nineteen twenties. You know, say bye. I'm gonna. Uh, my name is Al Capone. Like a, I'm gonna shoot in the face, and um, so you can shoot like a yeah, Tommy 10 gun. Or Twelve rounds of t-shirts into the crowd. Yeah, and the uh-huh. um, the cops have said no. But you know what? Well, what, one thing you I've really noticed. need a tw- do you really need a twelve shooter though, Michael? Are we are we that desperate to give out that many t-shirts? Like, I understand you want a ban. Like, you, I've always said you can pry my t-shirt cannon from a cold dead hands, but. I don't know if we need to be shooting 12 in one go. Are there that many people at a North Melbourne game, for starters? <laughs> well, that's that's actually, <laughs> that's actually one thing I've noticed during my time in the States, which I've I found absolutely just incredibly eye-opening. Like, I can walk into mm. a Kmart and I yep. can buy a T-shirt cannon... Without any kind of background check. Background check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> any kind of waiting period. I can just walk in there and I can just say, yeah. give me a 12, 12 round t shirt cannon. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the 17 year old behind the counter. You can just walk the street. You don't have to show any ID. And I go, what are we yeah. doing in this world? No. Like, what? You know, I mean, the, the, yeah, I, mean no. I know. The se- I mean, yeah, I'm walking the streets with a T-shirt. I mean, the Second Amendment in over here defends the right to T-shirt yeah. Oh no, that was that was what the founding. The, that's what the country was built on. The founding fathers said, you know, we we have the right to bear T-shirts. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. John Hancock popped down his big signature. It was like, dude. Yeah. First they come for the T-shirts. And then they come for the T-shirt cannons, and it's like, no, nah, mate. <laughs> so, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, so so you need to have a kind of like a license to have a T-shirt cannon. So your your comment, like a few weeks so ago when we had our friend um, Sonny Munn on the show, and um, it talked about we yeah. were talking about T-shirt cannons, and you, you posed the question, could you hold up a survey with a T-shirt cannon? Well, I think by the definition with Victoria Police, you could, in fact, Absolutely. hold up a survo with a T-shirt yeah. cannon. Uh, cool. We'll wrap it up, man, um, because uh, our internet connection, I think, is dying in the arse. But uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. We are Junk Time Over Pod at Gmail. We are Junk Time Over Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Send in your messages. Footballers in real life, more than happy to check them out. If anybody wants to go to New York and check out Joe, buy a ticket right now. Or if you're an Australian over there, wander down, check it out. I think it's 420 Fifth Avenue, hole in the wall. Send me a picture. I've missed out. It's one of the biggest regrets of my life, um, but we're. Uh, uh, I think I'm in. Um, I think I'm in Memphis next week, next Sunday. So okay, well that should be fun. Yeah, I'm going to be um, heading to Graceland. So uh, great. I'll see where he. He probably had a few goals set up. Obviously, fit man. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it should be fun. And um, we'll catch you next week. Hey, go Hawks! Hey, go Blues!
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.